I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Armin Eigen, Director of Technology for EMV Co. Uh, let's begin with the Open Payments Task Force. You've launched an EV Open Payments Task Force. Why and what are its aims? Basically, we see at the moment a, a rapid adoption on electric vehicles. And obviously, the infrastructure for you to be able to charge is super important. And that's growing also very fast. And it's been quite a priority for a lot of stakeholders and policymakers across the world. And some of the messaging we've received is it including promoting simple and convenient payments at charging points to meet the expectations of the drivers. And one of the activities that we have launched with this task force that was announced in September last year was exploring how we could enable open payment solutions so that electrical vehicle drivers could go on various charging networks throughout their journey and charge their vehicles using the payment cards without requiring the creation of an account or signing up with the different providers. So what does the task force hope to achieve then? Are you going to be able to to get this concept over of the open payment solution? We are hoping to achieve that, and we've identified different ways in order to, to make it happen. As we are looking at enabling secure and seamless payment experience, and that innovation comes through collaboration, and to support that innovation across the different ecosystems, then we had to look at how we can improve our collaboration network and see how we could achieve that because we can't do it alone. So we've engaged with various industry bodies um, that includes Charin, the International Organization for Standardization, ISO, that's behind the ISO 15118 standard uh, that basically builds the trust framework between the electrical vehicle and the charge point and the Secure Technology Alliance as well, in order to see what is available out there, what standards and protocols exist, and how we could improve those in order to enable open payment. As I was referring earlier to the ISO 15118 standard, it, there is a plug and charge interoperability that is being looked at from the Charin perspective. And they're looking at the digital communication and also the exchange of contracts between the vehicle and the charge point. And at the moment, we are investigating those specific technologies and standards and protocols in order to see how we could either modify or create new EMV specifications that could work collaboratively with uh, the existing infrastructure. Well, there's a couple of things you've said there that I'd like to pick on. Can we, first of all, explore more about the ISO standard, 15118? This is the plug and charge standard. Who's involved with that? Who will be involved with that? Is this where the financial services industry also gets involved? Because I want to come on to the the open payments use case uh, a little later on. But talk to me first about the ISO standard. 
I've been lucky enough to be involved in those discussions really early on. And at the early stages, it's been a little bit of a slow adoption because obviously there were a lot of proprietary solutions that were developed, direct connections between different brands of vehicles and different uh, charging infrastructure providers. And this ISO 15118 standard is actually really interesting. And it's basically looking at vehicle to grid communication interface. And that uh, global standard enables a secure and operable system of communication between the vehicle and the charge point. So it includes various levels, of course, a secure communication. It can be vehicle to grid or grid to vehicle. It validates the security certificates, trust framework with the PKI infrastructure behind it, authenticates the vehicle, the vehicle authenticates the charge point. And then if there is the additional information about contract details, that's when the plug and charge comes into play. So in order to enable uh, the charging experience without having to do anything, then a, a contract information needs to be stored within the vehicle. And once that contract is validated, the charging could start. And that plug and charge environment is being tested in terms of the interoperability point of view with a charring organization, which is also a global organization. Why now would be one of the questions. <laughs> and one of the reasons why we are taking this initiative now is because we see these standards being globally adopted. One of the criteria we look at is the global interoperability uh, in order to look at the different specifications that we bring forward and that we're reaching that point. Even the North American charging standard, NACS, is using the same standard. So this is also one of the reasons why we thought it would be a suitable time as we see this maturing and being widely adopted between car manufacturers and charge point providers. Which is all very well, but also somebody has got to pay for this. Somebody's got to pay for the electricity if they're plugging into a charge point. And this is where we come to the, the open payment solution you mentioned. This is a use case for open payments, isn't it? That's right. One of the messages that we hear about more and more is the additional friction that EV drivers are experiencing. And if you talk to pure EV drivers, they will have a minimum of half a dozen. Normally, usually people would have probably between 10 and 12 different subscription or apps uh, or cards in order to be able to charge their vehicle. Which means that if you are traveling uh, between states or if you're traveling between countries or even within your own region, when you go from one provider to another, you need to first sign up if you're not already signed up, create your account, register yourself before you can even start charging your vehicle. And it's been requested uh, to have the possibility or opportunity for people to be able to have the convenience of charging without mandating this subscription. One level, I should be grateful that the plug is going to be universal, but yes, <laughs> the, the payment mechanism should also be universal. 
with petrol-driven vehicles now, I don't need to sign up to somebody's service to be able to fill a tank full of petrol. I can go to any petrol station from any petrol provider in the world and get a tank of gas. It's that simple. We need to make the experience with EVs as painless as that. And that's pretty much summarizes what we are trying to achieve. And if if I go back to the petrol experience, you could choose to sign up or have an account with a specific provider in order to get additional benefits, recognition, points, loyalty, name it. But that's your choice. And I think that we are going to see something similar happening in that space. There's another example that I like to use is transit. When you travel to a new city or to um, a new place, it can always be a little bit challenging to figure out, you know, do I need a one-way ticket? Do I need zone one? Do I need zone three? Do I need it? You know, am I staying several days? Do I need a three-day ticket, a one-day ticket? Which is the most beneficial? And the open payment in, in transit has helped people, especially visitors, in order to have that peace of mind where they tap the card when they get in, they tap the card when they get out. And as they use it, at the end of the day, the transport operator is charging them the most suitable fee at the end of the day, depending on the usage that they have made. And, and I think that's a really good example as well. You're saying we could see something similar replicated, a similar organization of payments to the one you've just described replicated for charging of EVs. The idea is that you would be able to arrive at a charge point with an operator that you or a provider that you have not used before and not knowing whether you're going to be using it on a regular basis or not. You can basically have the peace of mind to know that once you plug that to your vehicle, obviously other organizations like ISO and Charion are making sure that it connects, the two communicate, it's secure, it's safe for you because you have a high volume of electricity transiting between the vehicle and the charge yeah. point. But um, EMDCO wants to look at the fact that, you know, you have convenience and seamless payment happening as well. Yeah, well, this is the thing. This is where you have to involve the, the financial services organizations as well, because if money is changing hands, you need organizations that have the ability to do that, have the experience to do that. The, the same way this happens with your payment card your example earlier of going anywhere in the world and knowing you can get your full tank of gas is a little bit the same. You rely on your payment card to be able to work and be interoperable and functional and secure wherever you go. Um, and that's part of the work that we do at EMVCO. So not only we provide the specifications that are being used for both the cards and the terminals, but we also have a compliance program where we test and validate that they work the first time, they work reliably and they are secure. What happens next? You set up the Open Payments Task Force last year. You're talking to people about interoperability. What are the next steps? What happens next? One point that I wanted to add very quickly, because I 
didn't mention it very explicitly earlier, but one of the organizations that reached out to Invico was the STA and the US Payment Fund and was requesting basically EMVCO to look at the possibility of providing open payment. So this is initiative that was not basically driven within EMVCO, that was a request from the industry where they were seeing EMVCO playing a role in enabling this functionality. And as part of that, what we're looking at is whether we can develop an open payment specification that could leverage the ISO 15118 standard on, on one side. We're looking at uh, an increased collaboration uh, with other organizations, including ISO and Charin. But also we're looking at an engagement also with both EV manufacturers and charge point operators in order to get their inputs, their feedback, in order to make sure that whatever we come up with is something that is applicable, is working and is addressing the needs of the industry. Since we've launched uh, this task force and announced it via the press release, we have received several interested parties uh, joining uh, the discussion um, because they see great value in it. And hopefully in the next stages, we will see uh, an EMV specification in that area where we could see a world where we can provide that EV charging open payment that could support interoperable and secure payment between your vehicle and the charge point. Armin Eigen, Director of Technology for EMVCO, thank you very much.